0: make America great again.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, very fun show today. I was joined by my good friend, J.J. Leahy. Always a great time talking to J.J. Uh, we talked about uh, Amy Coney Barrett Day Today's the day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we talked about uh, last week's final debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We broke down... Uh, our predictions for next week's election. We we try to we covered a lot of ground. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, before I get to JJ, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. All right, without further ado, here's my chat with the great JJ Leahy. All right, guys, we're here with my brother. J.J. Leahy, how you doing, man?
0: Brady, thanks for having me. It's been a while.
1: It's been a minute, as the kids say. It has been a while. And, uh, man, so we have, a, we have a ton to get to, as always. Um, obviously, we are eight days away from a presidential election. We'll get to everything. First, um, we do have to mention, we have to remind the audience, you and I made our Super Bowl predictions in June, I believe, on the show. And uh, usually when you make predictions before a season in any sport, you just look like an idiot immediately. But... <laughs> we both picked the Steelers and the Packers to make the Super Bowl. And as of now, we do not look like complete morons. So go us.
0: Oh, we we, we were predicting against the media. And so because of that, we looked like idiots at the time. And uh, true to form, anytime you bet against the media,
1: it's, it's not necessarily a bad bet. Yeah, they are wrong all the time, whether it's political <laughs> media or sports. Me- sports media might even be more ridiculous and biased than normal media? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I know it this, still exists, so I don't
0: know. I know this is not a football show. This is a a you know politics show, but it's also an anti-media show. Yes, so yes. Can I just bring this up for a second? Absolutely. There's been two, two really horrible press conferences this past week, one with Sam Darnold of the Jets, in which the media members there are— Like digging into him unnecessarily, he's not he's not great, but he's not terrible. And they are asking him about the rumors that the Jets are going to go get a new quarterback. And they're basically like, "Well, how does that make you feel? I mean, are you watching social media? Like, uh, you know, are you? (laughs) What can you give us a reaction about? How would you feel (laughs) if they replaced you?" And then just a few days later, they're digging into J.J. Watt of the Texans because you know they had a bad game against my Packers and. One of the guys goes. So, what does it feel like when uh, you know you're supposed to go in and hit Aaron Rodgers, and and you do, but then you see he already threw the ball? I mean, what does that feel like?
1: <laughs> what does it he's, feel like? He's like,
0: what? Well, what do you think it felt feels like? It sucks. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm just, I'm. They're so garbage. What is wrong with you? Are you not people?
1: I saw. <laughs> it's like they have to. If you're a journalist, you have to pretend to be an idiot. It's like there's no way these people actually have like a sub 50 IQ, but you have to pretend. It's like they believe part of their job is to pretend to be a moron. It's like there's no sure. way they're actually this dumb. I did see that, that that JJ Watt clip going around. It was funny. They're like they just kept asking him questions about Aaron Rodgers for some reason, and he's like, "So what did so what did Aaron Rodgers do, you know, that uh, you know, that that made the Packers win the game. He's like, I don't know, man. Like he completed passes to his receivers. Like, I I don't know. He's a court. Like he did his job. Like what? Like what do you, you watched the game. Like what Mr. Mr. Watt.
0: Do you remember when you were eight years old and your cat died? Walk <laughs> us through how that felt.
1: How <laughs> terrible did that make was? you feel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw the media. They're, they're, they're terrible. Dude. The week before the NFL season started, I forget the guy's name, but it was on one of those uh, ESPN at least he got some pushback from a couple of the guys in ESPN, but he was like one of their top analysts. I forget the guy's name, but uh, some older white guy. But he like unironically, with a straight face, said that the Steelers would finish last in their division and that Ben Roethlisberger was the worst quarterback in the division. That he actually said that out loud, like a grown man, like, a, like well, this, a, this, an adult, this, said that.
0: Out, this on is the TV. problem with with a lot of media, but sports media in particular is that they are just going for shock and awe because all they want is headlines. You see this in all media. They don't try and say smart stuff. You know what? (laughs) We should start doing this. We should just start saying really stupid stuff to get people to get mad so that then they click and then we get ad revenue. Oh man, I just solved our our financial issues.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. The sponsorships will be rolling in like crazy. Just say the (laughs) dumbest stuff I can think of. I love it. Oh my goodness. So, all right. So let's jump into, uh, the news of the week. Uh, before we get to everything election related, today's a good day, man. The Senate is set to confirm Amy Coney Barrett, uh, to the Supreme court later this afternoon, ACB. dude, this is, I mean, libs are, are thoroughly owned today. I, I mean, I, I'd go so far to say confirming Barrett is, is weapons grade lib ownership.
0: Well, Of course, they don't miss a beat and immediately start making sexist attacks on her, just like they do against every single conservative woman. Of course. Because they're not pro-woman. They are anti-conservative. I, you know, I, I, I I don't even listen anymore. You know, when they're coming up with their creative excuses for why she's a terrible person and they point to all the things that they brag about you know, liberal women for as why she's a terrible person. I don't listen anymore because they're not effective anymore. It's not working. It didn't work when they went after Brett Kavanaugh. It didn't work when they were pushing uh, Hillary Clinton on us. It's not working here. Uh, we're we're seeing that the American people don't listen anymore. And I, I, I think we're going to see this uh, as well come november
1: it is it is very encouraging um that the propaganda didn't work with amy coney barrett i mean one she's just like i i don't know how i mean they try to call her racist because she adopted two children from haiti and it's like <laughs> all right i don't even know how you like you i don't know how you get from point a to point b there man but it's here's just, a headline it's a from this morning yeah yeah here's a headline
0: from this morning in a major victory for Trump's efforts to keep himself out of jail, Supreme <laughs> Court nominee Judge Amy Coney Barrett will what? be confirmed, what? and America just got screwed. That's the headline from the Root, uh, who I've never heard <laughs> of, but apparently a lot of people like them and they're trending.
1: <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. These people, oh my goodness, they're they're just a caricature of themselves from years past. But it's just so funny, man. Like the polling data immediately flipped against the Democrats in terms of confirming Barrett it's like something like 55% to 31%, something like that uh, support versus opposed uh, Barrett uh, being confirmed before the election. But I mean, it, it helps that she's like the world's greatest human being. I mean, there's just Mm -hmm. nothing, like there's nothing that you can say negative about this woman. She's just, I really
0: wanted her last time. I, yeah, so did I, yeah. Nothing against Kavanaugh. And I don't, I don't give any credence to the BS about, You know, the allegations that didn't hold up under any scrutiny at all. Not talking about that. Just from a standpoint of good constitutional conservative um, decision making, solid pick. I really like Amy Coney Barrett. She has been my favorite um, Supreme Court nominee for a long time. And I'm I'm so happy that we're finally going to put her where she belongs.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I agree with you. And and obviously we, uh, you just never know with Supreme court justices. Um, so anything can happen, but <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, just I everything I've been able to get my hands on regarding her, her record. I, I do think we, we could get another, another Clarence Thomas, another Alito, you know, another Scalia. I, I do think she's that solid. Uh, man, so look, we are eight days out from a presidential election. And it's, you know, we started. Do
0: you know covering... who you're voting for yet, by the way? What's that? Do you know who you're voting for yet, by the oh, way? Oh, I already voted. You voted? You I voted always, early?
1: I always vote early. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. See, I, I'd rather I'd rather wait outside in line when it's like warmer than when it's like super cold in November, you know? So.
0: I guess. I guess. That? I don't know. I, to, to me, there's something about going there in person on election day. Gets me hyped. I, it's a it's a tradition
1: for me at this point. Yeah, I don't really, like, look, I don't like being cold. Like, I'm kind <laughs> of a bitch about the weather. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, if I'm going to spend a lot of time outside in the cold, I better be killing animals for food. I mean, like, that's, oh, you know, man. I better have a gun or a fishing pole in my hand, and then it's totally Speaking fine. of which, that's,
0: that's just around the corner here. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Duck season starts, uh, actually, just, well, duck season's weird in Ohio. It actually started. Like, duck season's open right now for, like, a week, and then it shuts down for a week, and then it comes back for, like, a month. It's
0: weird. Ohio has always had really weird um, hunting strange. seasons. Yeah. yeah. The, the calendar's all over the place.
1: Yeah, you guys up in Michigan make a lot more sense <laughs> with your hunting seasons. But, yeah. <laughs> But look, so we, we started covering even, like, the Democratic primaries, like, two years ago. You know, yeah, like, I mean, was, I, I think Elizabeth Warren was the first one to say she was running for president in, like, December— 2018. Mm-hmm. So like we've been covering it's, been, well, it's been a long way from there. Yeah. So like we've been covering this forever and like over the last couple of years, I'm like, man, I just can't wait for this election to be over. And now that we're a week out, I'm like, I'm not ready. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we still need more time. You know what I mean? Like it's it, for yeah. some reason, it feels like it, it snuck up on me. I don't know.
0: Well, COVID has played a big part in this. We took off so much of election year when we usually have analyzed this to death at this point. Talking yeah. about the pandemic. So, no, it does not feel like an election year. It feels this still feels like the primary year, to be honest. It feels like election yeah. is, is next year or at least in six months from now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, we know the the narrative from the press. Um, Trump is supposed to lose. You know, he's down in, in all the polls, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into the polls uh, later on in the show. But, um, my but my favorite topic. But look, the uh, the president had a terrific week. Um, mm-hmm. starting with the, the final debate last Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Trump put on the performance of his life. He eviscerated Joe Biden. I hate watching these debates. I actually enjoyed myself. <laughs> this was the only good debate, I yeah. will say. I, I have to assume, we haven't obviously seen any more polling data coming out after you know since this last debate, but I have to assume this helps Trump's chances. What, any any moments specifically that stuck out to you in this debate? Absolutely.
0: Okay. When Trump starts going after Biden on Pennsylvania, you know what the number one trending Google search was in Pennsylvania? How do I change my vote?
1: How do I change my vote? Yeah. Yeah. Is yep. it, this is why I don't
0: like early voting, by the way. I know.
1: Way. Yeah. I, I think, just for the record, I, you know, I think early voting is evil and should be outlawed. But I, I, I do early vote every time, <laughs> but I, I am against it philosophically.
0: I, I'll say what else stuck out to me. Um, when Donald Trump asked Biden about the laptop, oh yeah i don't i I have a firm belief that this is a situation where a good prosecutor never asks a question he doesn't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. and the whole point is to pin Biden and make him tell a lie here, and right. he absolutely lied yeah i I, I like that moment I, I don't think any person with a room temperature IQ, so that would be everybody outside of the media, I don't think any person heard Biden say that the laptop was a Russian conspiracy and believed it for one second.
1: <laughs> They've just gone back to the well way too many times, man. The boy, <laughs> the, the party that cried Russia. It's like nobody is... Oh my gosh, yes. Anymore. He had such great one-liners, Trump did, in this debate, too. I mean, he actually did bring up some policy points. Like there was actually way yep. more substance than I thought there would be. Which Maybe is even... weird
0: considering who, who, <laughs> which two guys were debating.
1: Right. I mean, I, I didn't know Trump had it in him, but a couple of the one-line, like, who built the cages, Joe, who who built the cages, Joe, who built the cages. And, you know, and when, and Biden, you know, it almost sucked that, uh, that I'm actually typically against, uh, a live audience during these debates because I think it's just mm-hmm. a waste of time. But there was a lot of one liners that an audience would have gone crazy for You know, <laughs> like, when uh, I forget what they were talking about. Man, it feels like this debate was 20 years ago. It was last Thursday. <laughs> but I, I forget what Joe Biden was trying to hit Trump on. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know where this guy comes from. And Trump goes, Queens.
0: <laughs> I don't know where he comes from. Queens.
1: Queens. <laughs> it was like That's such a mic drop moment, man. And Biden just, was uh, hilarious. he was inept. He was just fumbling around with all of his answers. It was absolutely pathetic. The moderator, I love the the moderator where... wasn't terrible. You know, she she was biased towards the Democrat, obviously, Student, but it wasn't nearly biased. as bad as, you know, in, in previous debates.
0: The bar is pretty low. She cleared it, but it's a, it's a low bar.
1: Yeah, very low.
0: I love the moment where Biden tried to hit Trump on COVID and said that, you know, he won't uh, claim responsibility. OK, Trump says, oh, I take full responsibility. Did you see Biden's face? He was not expecting that even a little bit. He was stunned. If you haven't seen it, I'll send it to you later. Uh, my goodness, the the shock on this man's face. <laughs> he was caught flat footed. <laughs> I take total responsibility. <laughs>
1: I mean, look, Biden's campaign's a dumpster fire. He said yesterday that twice on an interview, I think it was on CNN, that that he was running against George Bush.
0: <laughs> which, think,
1: which
0: 41 or 43? I don't, I
1: don't know. I don't know. Maybe he meant uh, Prescott Bush, and it's the 1950s. <laughs> or he, he said George, not Bush. Maybe he meant George Washington or King George, for that matter. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know which George he was Fort talking man. about. But— <laughs> I mean, look, it's just—it's so clear, and I'm sure it's clear to anybody listening, too, that if Biden wins, the press wins. I mean, it's—Biden's it's, it's Biden's not even a candidate at this point. I mean, he thinks no, he's, he's running real- against George Bush. He, The, the Hunter—if the press can actually drag Joe Biden over the finish line, it's like the biggest con job in the history of the country. You know what I mean? Like, the the October surprise was big. It, it might be the worst October surprise in at least a recent memory. I mean, this Hunter Biden story, man, we talked about it last week, but— It's bad. I mean, and Hunter Biden's business partner, former business partner, is on the record saying Joe Biden knew about the the money changing hands and was profiting from Hunter's China and Ukraine deals. And he's turned over evidence and he's cooperating with the FBI. The press has completely ignored it or denied it, even though Biden hasn't denied one piece of the story. So, I mean, it's really it's us against the press. man. Like Biden is being dragged, kicking and screaming by the press. And it's, it's so evident, man, like we are not even we're not Trump is not running against the Democratic Party or against Joe Biden. I mean, it is just the press. The press is keeping this guy's campaign alive when it should have died months ago.
0: Well, we need to stop assuming that we have seen the bottom because never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Hillary Clinton would run the second worst presidential campaign of all time. Her campaign, th- this is so much worse yeah. than Hillary's. Yep. And I understand I'm not saying anything about, you know, he's so much more evil than her. I'm saying from a competence standpoint, yes. This campaign, uh, seriously, the biggest idea that this campaign has come up with, which is not a good one, is f- to have Kamala and Joe laugh and shake their head during a debate anytime Trump says something, Trump or Pence says something. That's the biggest idea they've come up with. I mean, it's clearly disingenuous. They're not actually amused. They're just trying to, you know, perpetuate the idea that uh, Trump is not a serious person. That's the biggest idea they've come up with. And the, and it's not a problem because the media isn't holding them accountable. They're asking Biden what his flavor, favorite flavor of ice cream is. You're never going to have the media ask him anything about the laptop. And Trump asked him about the laptop. And he goes ahead and just lies about it right there. And the moderator immediately changes the topic to racism, says, hey, hang on, we need to stop talking about this, talk about racism. They carry so much water for Joe. And I I don't under I, I do understand how he won the nomination It's because everybody else who was running was so crazy that they even scared off the Democrats. And so you're left with the guy who's the closest to moderate who ran that the, that the Trump, that the, that the media wasn't, you know, trying to tear down.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. I don't fear Joe Biden. Yeah. I do fear the press. You know what I mean? Like there, there's more, there's more communists in the press than there are in, in democratic politics. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, if the press can, if they if they succeed in dragging Joe Biden over the finish line, that would be a sign that the Republic is in real trouble and not from Biden. It's not from Joe no. Biden. It's from the no. press. It would mean that the press is extraordinarily powerful. Like if he, well, if the, they, if the they press... already
0: won with COVID. They, the, right. the, the, the press has already won with COVID. They have succeeded in creating the largest government takeover of American lives in history. Yeah. over, the coronavirus.
1: Right. And that that that's that's what people need to understand. You know, these these communist, you know, want be dictators like you know, like Cuomo, like Gretchen Whitmer, your trash governor. And all these people, they never would have been able to get away with all these unconstitutional actions if the press weren't propping them up and encouraging them. Like it's the the press is just as responsible as these politicians are.
0: And I I think you're absolutely right because look, Is Joe Biden a good guy? No. Is he the, you know, most evil presidential candidate that has run or that has come close to winning? Absolutely not.
1: No, that would be, that would be Bernie Sanders.
0: I'd have to agree with there. Uh, I, I, I will say I am scared of the, you know, cabinet that would come with Biden. Um, Just like, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Trump fan in the world. I, I, I like the things he does. I like his cabinet, I'm not crazy about his particular policies himself. And, you know, the, the reverse is true here with Biden. I, people are talking about this being the most consequential election of our lifetime because they say that about every election. To the extent that that could be true, it would be true about the media and their control because, let's face it, there's not any way in the world that senile, delusional doesn't know where he is, Joe Biden, wins this election other than the media propping him up, carrying water for him, and doing everything in their power to force this upon the American people.
1: What do you think was the most important election of our lifetime? Well, your lifetime
0: or my lifetime, because I'm younger than you. Right.
1: So (laughs) I was born in 89. You were born in, what, '90.
0: 95. 5.
1: Gosh, you're young. So it's in Okay, let's just say my lifetime. What what's the most and least important presidential elections?
0: I th- I think I'm actually going to go with um I, I
1: can If you want to think about it for a second, I can go first.
0: Well, all right, you you go first. I I think I'm not going to change my answer, but I want to hear what you have to say. I th-
1: I think this election is more important than 2016. I will say that. Yeah. I yeah. uh I, and I, everybody knows who's listens to the show that I think George W. Bush was a horrible, horrible president. Um, but I actually think 2000 was probably the most important election um, of my lifetime. Because, obviously, George Bush, you know, he signed the Patriot Act into law, taking away all these, these civil liberties. It's just obviously an evil, evil uh, piece of legislation. I don't know, man. It, but if we had a Democratic president, um, we saw what a Republican president did in terms of walking over people's rights um if we had a democratic president during those years uh i, I think it's safe to assume that uh, it would have been much worse i mean i if you hate the patriot patriot act uh, imagine a patriot act on steroids um that's terrifying <laughs> um so i, I think there's,
0: there, there's a butterfly effect because you have to consider okay when when the president and congress are from different parties a lot less stuff happens right so it's it's hard to say my my answer is probably going to be 2008 because of how much the country changed during obama's presidency yeah a close second might be 2012 because of the way that obama won um you know with i mean Mitt romney was was a good man i i didn't love his policies like a ton he was was a good he He was was... a good guy and they treated him the exact same way they're treating trump right and i think that it bolstered their confidence in this strategy however nobody could argue uh obama's second term was a lot less effective at you know implementing harmful policies than his first term was so i think i'm going to say 2008 uh I'm going to rank 2016 actually pretty low compared to a lot of other presidential elections and I'm I'm right I I'm, de- I do, I'm debating this one I, if if I if I rank this highly it's because of the combination of covid and propping up Joe Biden
1: right I I do think this year uh is very important um, ma- mainly just because the press needs to be defeated uh they if if they it's a sign that, that they're not going to give up that's the other thing too yeah, but they, it's, it's, they, they need to be crushed. They need to be crushed. They need to be crushed. They need to be destroyed. Every journalist needs to be fired and replaced with a real journalist. I and mean, that's literally, I, I don't know, I, I our real fight, not just this year, but in the coming years, is against the press, not the Democratic Party. But honestly, I, I don't even think the presidential election is the most important election of this year. I don't think it's the most important election of November 3rd. The Senate races are extraordinarily important. It is crucial that the GOP Absolutely. keeps control of the Senate. I mean, that's that's. If you want to see the Republican in real trouble, a Democratic yep. president and a Democratic Senate would be an absolute disaster for the future of the Republic. Biden
0: doesn't scare me a ton. Um, losing the Senate. You know, uh, yeah,
1: Chuck Schumer as a this, Senate this majority a leader, that is terrifying.
0: And you got to imagine, you know, you, you can you can win two in a row. Winning three in a row would be tough. You got to imagine Democrats win next time if we win this time. Most likely, you know, because no no president is really good. No politician is really good. And so eventually the people get sick enough of, you know, everything that they say, well, you're not working. Let's let's try the other guy for a change. I I would much rather, you know. Have to muddle our way forward with Biden and a Republican Senate. Rather than, you know, end up with a Democratic Senate and then in four years possibly have a blue White House and a blue Senate.
1: Right. The least consequential presidential election had to be 1996. Clinton Dole. I mean, Clinton was a leftist in his first term, but and then they lost the House. You know, you had Speaker Newt Gingrich. He was kind of moderating a little bit. He was being dogged by all these scandals, so he couldn't really get away with anything. And so he was kind of like moving towards the center, and Dole was a centrist. So by the time people voted in the— uh, in 96, you're basically two people with the exact same policies. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, 96 didn't really matter. 92 was a big deal. Yeah. 96 was not. Right.
1: So if, if the state polls are as inaccurate as they were in, in 2016, Trump can win this. If the pollsters have gotten better at their jobs, probably not. What do you make of these polls, man? And obviously, after this week, we'll, we won't have to discuss <laughs> the polls for a while. Um, but look, at if you look at, Trafalgar and and Rasmussen, you see an entirely different version of the United States of America Mm. (laughs) than if you look at the rest of the polling companies. So I just—I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, uh, I I believe—correct me if I'm um, wrong—I believe in the Real Clear Politics averages, it's actually closer in terms of the state polls than it was between Trump and Hillary four years ago, so that's obviously a good sign. Uh, But I don't know. What do you think?
0: It's definitely close and it is narrowing. Um, you know, when Biden is ahead, he's ahead by two, he's ahead by three. You're, you're not seeing anything close to what you were seeing, uh, you know, four years ago with Clinton. And the really concerning sign for Democrats actually is the early voting results, which always lean heavily Democratic. right? You, but you look at the early voting um, results, especially in Florida where it's really narrowing, um, you can usually look at the margin of victory for the Democrats there and you know project that out and, and say whether or not they'll win the state. It's close enough. It's within the margin of error here whether Trump or Biden is going to win Florida if you're looking at uh, the small lead that the that the Democrats have in early voting, and that's that's a big problem for them.
1: Interesting. What do you think? Last prediction before the presidential election, does the orange guy pull it off?
0: I'm I'm going to have to make my official last answer be Trump. Um, it's I, and I think I think that that final debate performance probably pushes him over the edge. Um, interestingly, I think that that helps him a lot more than the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, it's pretty, pretty clear in hindsight that Hillary Clinton's laptop or not. Um, what was the guy's name? Anthony Weiner's laptop, you know, was a a real hamstringing for Hillary. Right. I don't know that Hunter's laptop is going to have the same effect because I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, this election, resembles the last one anywhere near as much when it comes to uh, character and ideology and everything. You know, it's, it's, it's more of a yes, Trump versus no Trump kind of a thing. Yeah. And so I, I I don't think it's going to affect it as much. The margin of error is, is close enough here. I think Trump pulls it out. Uh, I think he'll win Pennsylvania and that'll, You know, that'll that'll seal it.
1: I agree. Um, I I think I think Trump gets it done. Um, I just have to have I I have to believe our countrymen are smarter than the press thinks they are. The press is counting on the the American electorate being stupid. They think that they can propagandize us at will. Um, They think they can lie to our face and laugh at us. Um, and I have to believe that our fellow countrymen can see through it. I, I just have to. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the press is much more powerful than I thought. Maybe we really have the fight of our lives coming up in the next you know, decade against the press to break their stranglehold on, on the flow of information. But I think the American voters are smarter than this. I think that they can see through the BS, and I think Trump gets it done. JJ, where can everybody follow you online? And uh, JJ has a new podcast that he launched over the summer it's not for everybody it is a Green bay Packers podcast so <laughs> for the uh for the Green bay Packers fans in the audience uh i who I think would definitely love your podcast where can they find that as well
0: hey thanks yeah my uh Packers podcast is the daily cheese uh you can check out i have actually have two twitters um at JJLahey, leahy l a h e y that's my football one and politics is all over at mild moderate love to chat either topic with you uh try and keep that separate so that uh you know, don't cross uh, cross hit people with uh, content they're not interested in. But I mean, uh, to uh,
1: to, you know, to loosely quote Michael Jordan football fans, <laughs> you know, vote Democrat too. <laughs> <Or> something, <laughs> exactly something like those lines. All right. Everybody exactly, follow. Exactly. Everybody follow J.J. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>